This is the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Saturday, October 23rd of 2021. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, here to practice the art, the craft, and the sport of podcasting. It's good to be with you today, practicing my podcasting, literally practicing. For the last eight months, I have taken, on average, seven minutes and 34 seconds each and every day to talk into this microphone. Usually reading about what is being celebrated today, uh, maybe a notable birthday or a death, maybe a little history. Sometimes we have an interesting word to learn about. Sometimes I'll respond to a question and sometimes I'll read an article from the local newspaper. Or, if we're real lucky, I'll perform a voiceover script. I'm just doing this to get better on the microphone, right? I'm not really focusing on any entertainment value for anyone, although, you know, trying to make this entertaining and engaging as part of the practice, but I'm not generally picking out subject matter just to entertain people. I'm just doing it so I have something to practice. And that's why this is called the Podcast Practice Show. You can find out more at dailypodcastpractice.com. According to my friends at nationaltoday.com, today is National Pit Bull Awareness Day, or NPBAD, NPBAD. This thing has its own website, really, nationalpitbullawarenessday.org. It's a thing. It's legitimate. I mean, if you have your own website, you're legitimate, right? And I'm reading from the website. It says, quote, it's a day of appreciation and education designed to change perceptions and stereotypes about bully breed dogs, commonly referred to as, quote, pit bulls, unquote, and their responsible owners. And therein lies the distinction, ladies and gentlemen. The owners have to be responsible. They have to be. NPBAD was established to educate and foster positive communications and experiences in the communities in which we and our dogs live. And it is an initiative dedicated to restoring the image of the American Pit Bull Terrier. To which I say, hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. Someone named Jody Priest, J-O-D-I, and then Priest is P-R-E-I-S, I guess that's how you pronounce it, of Bless the Bullies started this day in 2007. Bless the Bullies is a pit bull rescue and education group in Middle Tennessee in the United States of America, in the very heartland of America. And when Bless the Bullies introduced the idea of a nationwide pit bull awareness day, the response was, and I quote, overwhelming exclamation mark. It was immediately recognized as an opportunity to educate, change minds, and bring about positive media attention to pit bulls across the country all on one day. This is an annual event. It takes place on the last Saturday in October, which is, <laughs> we're not on the last Saturday of October, but it says if Halloween falls on the last weekend of the month, then another date is chosen. So, so that's why we have the anomaly this year. Nevertheless, with the exception of the designated date, NPBAD is unstructured to allow those who participate to be as creative and have as much fun as possible with their ideas and their celebrations. Through the years, we have seen some really creative and incredibly successful events. And they don't say what they are. So uh, there you go. Theater of the mind. It's up to our imagination as to what they've been. Jan and I have never owned a pit bull, but, you know, they're dogs. So come on, just treat it and train it like a dog. They're not naturally aggressive as far as I can tell. I think that aggressiveness is trained into them by people who want them to compete or just because they see that breed as a 
as a competitive type and, and aggressive dog, and so they, they train it that way. But they can be really, really sweet pets, I understand. So happy National Pitbull Awareness Day. Go hug a pit bull. To, no, don't do that. Just be aware that pit bulls are, are good pets, all right? And treat them as you would any other dog when you meet them for the first time. I think it's Caesar Milan who says, when you meet a dog for their first time, it's uh, no touch, no talk, no eye contact. You just have to kind of establish your space. Don't go over and get in its face and pet it and all that kind of stuff. All right, we'll get off the subject. We're going to go to a birthday today. Born on this day in 1868 in London, England, English polymath and engineer Frederick Frederick, Frederick W. Lancaster, I guess it's Lancaster, L-A-N-C-H-E-S-T-E-R, Lancaster. Freddie made important contributions to automotive engineering and to aerodynamics, and he co-invented the topic of operations research, and I have no idea what that means. But he co-invented it, so good for him. He was a hobbyist motor car builder, a hobby which resulted in his uh, developing a, a car company, a successful car company, and I guess they called it the Lancaster Car Company. It is considered one of the big three English car engineers alongside Harry Ricardo. Boy, the Ricardo line doesn't ring a bell, but Henry Royce, as in Rolls-Royce, I guess. Hmm. Well, good for you, Freddie. Happy birthday, Freddie, and, and thank you. Thank you for your contributions to automotive engineering, and all things engineering in general. Today's word is polymath because that was the word used to describe Fred Lancaster. It's spelled P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H, just like it sounds. Polymath is a noun that means a person of encyclopedic learning. Here's the word used in a sentence. However, the main point I'd like to state here is that you cannot be a polymath without first having been a philomath, as every polymath, as every polymath, was first a philomath. Unquote. Which begs the question: What is a philomath? Well, guess what our word tomorrow will be. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't have a clue. I don't recognize the uh, the first part of that philo. What does philo mean? Well, stay tuned, boys and girls. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Daily Podcast Practice Show, where we discuss the word philomath. So let's take the last question from teambuilding.com, and it is, if you could have any animal as a pet, which one would you choose? Well, let's see. Shall I choose spiders or a moth, perhaps a butterfly, or a mosquito, or a mouse? No, not a mouse, not a cockroach. We talked about snakes yesterday. No, no, no snakes, no woodpeckers, no deer. I don't want bear or goat. Clam? Oyster? No. Shark? No. I wouldn't want a bat or a chigger or a tick. Mm, no. No, for me, this choice is simple. If I could have any animal as a pet, it would be a dog, a doge, D-O-G. I've loved dogs my whole life. I guess I'll love them the rest of my life. They're just special. They're different. They, they change the environment whenever they are around. You know, you can go walking down the street by yourself and never make contact or acknowledge the presence of anyone. You could do that. Or you, uh, let me say that you could walk down the street and you wouldn't have anybody acknowledge you. All right. But if you're walking a dog 
it changes. People look at the dog and it's like they automatically have permission to talk with you because you have a dog. And I don't get it, but I, but I acknowledge it and I revel in it. I think it's great. It's a great icebreaker and it just brings, I don't know, something to the party. So, yeah, if I could have any animal as a pet, I would choose to have a dog or a pack of dogs. That's it. And now I'd like to perform a voiceover script from the free libraries over at voiceactorwebsites.com. This one is simply called Bill, as in the man's name, Bill. He was six feet two inches in height, at least that's what he claimed. But he appeared to be a full inch taller, dark hair, blue eyes, and usually a somewhat stern face. Due to his normal countenance, some people thought he was probably a hard man. He seldom smiled, but when he did, it was such a wide smile that even the most skeptical could be put at ease. He had large hands, rough and callous from his years of farming with a team of mules. A light shirt and bib overalls were his normal attire, and if he were going to town, a brown Stetson would certainly be his head covering. Very unassuming man, so when someone happened to call him Sir, he would quickly reply, You can just call me Bill. All right, that was a good read. I'm going to try this one again, maybe just a little bit different, same accent, but just kind of a standard English accent. Let's see if we can spice it up, though. Here we go, Bill. He was six feet two inches in height, at least that's what he claimed, but he appeared to be a full inch taller. Dark hair, blue eyes, and usually a somewhat stern face. Due to his normal countenance, some people thought he was probably a hard man. He seldom smiled, but when he did, it was such a wide smile that even the most skeptical could be put at ease. He had large hands, rough, calloused from his years of farming with a team of mules. A light shirt and bib overalls were his normal attire, and if he were going to town, a brown Stetson would certainly be his head covering. A very unassuming man, so when someone happened to call him Sir... He would quickly reply, you can just call me Bill. Well, that was fun. Thanks for listening. And that is all for today. We're going to wrap this up. I don't know what we're going to wrap it up in. I have to find something around here, but we will wrap it up in something, and then we'll stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.